Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast, and thanks for joining us for this episode. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd like to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship this week at Grace Baptist Church. We'd also love to connect with you online at gracekettering.org. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy the episode. And Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. Notice it says to see her. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith made thee whole. Go in peace, be whole of that plague. Father, would you guide us tonight and be our teacher, encourage us and strengthen us in our faith so that we might please you. You said without faith it is impossible to please you and we do want to please you. And so help us, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So Hebrews eleven six does indeed tell us that without faith it is impossible to please God. We use that word impossible uh, very loosely sometimes. Um, we say, man, that was an impossible thing that just happened. That was an impossible play that just happened in that game. But because it happened, it was it was possible, right? Uh, we use it a little bit loosely, somewhat like we use the word awesome um, very, very loosely. That was awesome. The pizza was awesome. And we, we say of our God that he is awesome, and right, rightly so. But we use these words so very loosely. But it says here that it, without faith, it is impossible. It is impossible to please God. And so the reality is that you and I need to focus, prioritize, and do our very, very best to walk in faith, to develop our faith, to grow in our faith. Why? Because without it, we cannot please God. And we can't please God, in, 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 for starters, without faith and coming to Him in faith at salvation, there is no pleasing God. That's the start. Coming to Jesus Christ by faith. But the whole of the Christian life is a walk of faith. What happened with the what happened with the Galatian believers? You began in the faith, and then you go on in works. You try to be sanctified by your, your works, and God's not pleased with that. 
So faith is so very, very important. All throughout Scripture, this, there is a dominant theme that faith pleases God. Let's think about, and let's brainstorm, what are some illustrations of faith throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, some names, some instances that we find faith being demonstrated and it pleasing God. I may not say verbatim that it pleased God, but God was delighted in their faith. Let's think about some of these instances throughout the, the Old Testament and New Testament. What are some idea, uh, people that come to mind? Yes. Noah. <laughs> Talk about faith. Building an ark, and it was mentioned ahead of time. They had never had rain. What were boats for? Talk about faith. Uh, totally going on the word of the Lord. Yes. David. When specifically? The sacrifice. Yeah. Can you imagine? And uh, he says there to Isaac, um, when he asks, where's the lamb? He goes, God will provide a lamb. What faith? What faith? Yes. Hannah. Wow. Going home and believing that God was going to actually give her a child. Praying so very earnestly. Yes. Very good. What else? Gideon. 300 down from 30,000. Talk about epic amount of faith there. What else? Yes. Can you imagine walking around the walls seven days in a row? I mean, everyone had to be in on, on that faith that God was going to do something. The ridicule. Uh, who was this? Boaz? Oh, yes. Uh, Ruth. Ruth. He was a man of faith. Um, yes. You had one? Wow. Joseph in every place, in Potiphar's house, prison house. The faith, the belief that God was going to take care of them through that famine. Can you imagine? <laughs> All right, what happens if it doesn't split? All right, I want to hold out this rod. You... Moses at the Red Sea. I'll do better at repeating them. Yes, Caleb. We, we're well able, we're well able to, um, to go in, he says. Not just a little bit able, we're well able. Wow. Everyone's, everyone's hiding behind the bushes except the teenager. The teenager in the group, which God has done many marvelous things through, through youth. Don't forget that. It's so, so, so real. Even, even what we're seeing right now going on in, in our, our world, there's a lot of movement among the youth, a hunger for God. It's good. Anything else? Joshua? Yes. To go into the promised land to lead in. Wow. Many, many battles. So, the thing that we just need to realize is all throughout Scripture, there's a, thread of, there's a thread of faith pleases God. What is one of the statements uh, found in Scripture around 
around faith. It's found, I believe, three times, if not five times in Scripture. It's found in Galatians. It's found in Romans. It's found in Habakkuk. Martin Luther, uh, one of his big reasons for coming out of the, the Catholic Church and nailing 95 theses, yes? Okay, faith not works, but the just shall live by, let's say that together, the just shall live by faith. So all the way throughout Scripture, all the way. Even in the Garden of Eden, if, if Eve had placed faith in God more than her senses, what a different story it would have, would have been. It would have, it would have totally changed things. Amen. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, and we have to believe, that and believe him, believe what he said was actually true. And so the, the issue that I, I just want to bring out here is, is here in the middle of the week, let me encourage you, um, allow the word of God to strengthen your faith. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Your Bible reading this week, tomorrow morning, your interaction with the Word of God tonight. It's all a part of feeding and building your faith. We want to take every opportunity to charge our, our batteries, so to speak, to, to charge up our faith in the Lord. And tonight I want us to pay special attention to this lady. We don't know her name. We know this is a real story. This isn't a parable. It says a certain lady, a certain woman. And so it's a real story. And what I want us to notice, first of all, here and look at verse number 24. So Jesus is on his way already to take care of another situation. Jairus had a daughter who was sick. And so Jairus was the ruler of the synagogue. He was a man with some authority, with, uh, with some leadership. And so he's on the way uh, to Jairus' house to heal uh, his daughter. And so he's already on a mission. You notice here in verse number 24, there's a throng around him. So Jesus is constantly busy, even when Jesus wants to take a break, even when Jesus tries to get away to a desert place, oftentimes he is thronged with people. Uh, I believe that God can handle uh, busyness. He can handle many things. I might not be able to multitask. You might not be able to multitask. But the reality is Jesus can, and he does very, very well. And he is on his way. And I want us to realize Jesus is never too busy for our issues. Jesus is never too busy for our issues. He was on his way. It says they were thronging around him, but he is fully aware of the needs that are around him. He is aware of this, this woman that is going to come and touch his clothing. Think about all the bumps that he's going to get. It's like being on a subway right? All the bumps that uh, he's going to get as he's walking down, but he's aware that something is going on. And our God is aware. The Bible says in Psalm 46 and verse number one, God is our refuge and strength. Do you know it? A very present help in trouble. A present help. He is present in the moment. You and I struggle sometimes to be present in the moment. I do. You ever in a conversation in your mind somewhere else? Right? Isn't that a human reality? By the way, we should show grace to one another about that because sometimes our minds are just in different places and we, we try to pull it back together and be, be right there, but the reality is we're human. But Jesus is always present. He is present in this moment. 
and he's present when her need arises. And our God is always there. He never gives us a busy signal. And I'm thankful this Jesus is being thronged, yet he's going to take time for this woman. He could have just moved on. She got what she needed. But no, he's present in this moment. And he gives her all the help that is needed. So Jesus is never too busy for our issues. He's never too busy. And uh, we should never, in our minds, think, well, God's not interested in, in hearing about this. He is interested in hearing about it all. And he wants us to come to it and come to him with all of our burdens. Our issues, verse 25 and 26, I notice in this lady's life, this is a real issue in her life. Now, it wasn't to the rest of the throng. The rest of the throng had no idea what was going on in her life. She probably didn't share it on Facebook. She probably didn't share it in the marketplace. She probably didn't want people to know about it. It was an embarrassing, physical, personal issue. But it was a very real issue, and I want us to realize whether your issues are known or not, spiritual, physical, emotional, whether they're known or not, they're real. This was a real issue that was going on in this lady's life. Our issues are real. Maybe not to everyone around us, but they are real. And I'm thankful they're real to Jesus. That the burdens that we face, he doesn't say, well, that's, not, that's just not a big deal. That's, you know, I, I can fix that in an instant, so it's really not a big deal. If anyone could say it's not a big deal, Jesus could, but he doesn't. Our issues are real. What are you facing tonight that, that has been a struggle in your life for many, many years and you feel like, oh, no one cares about this. This, this I'll never get past this. Think about this. this lady had a very real issue that she had been facing for many, many years. It says here that she suffered many things. She suffered pain. She experienced harm. It even has the idea of emotional pain. Well, you can understand this. If you were in an issue as long as she was, you're going to understand the emotional, the emotional pain that would be there. Over and over, hopes getting set up. What does the Bible say? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So you think about the emotions over and over the years. I, I, this doctor, he's going to be the one. He's going to be the one that finally gives me a solution. No, dashed hopes again. It was a life-threatening issue. It, we would understand this to be somewhat of a, a hemorrhaging. She was bleeding. It, it, this wasn't normal. This, this was a problem. And it was a life-threatening thing. And she continuing to try to deal with it. And, and there's no hope. It was ongoing. It says it was 12 years. 12 years long. Think about that. Twelve years is a long time to be dealing with the same issue. Been married 15. Twelve years is a long time to be dealing with, with a, a sickness that just doesn't seem to go away. Do you think that she was able to go out and be free to go out with her friends, go fellowship, enjoy life normally? No. There's probably some things that she couldn't do because of, of this plague. It was a compounded issue. She experienced at the hands of many physicians, not just one, many physicians, she experienced that they had tried to help and nothing got better. 
So not only did she have the issues, all the doctors, the medical people, whether it was malpractice or whether it was just inability, she had gone to many physicians and couldn't get an answer. Think about that, compounding, the frustration. You know what it's like to go to the doctor's appointment. And some doctor's appointments, they, it, they're not pleasant. They're not, they're not something, woohoo, I get to go to the doctor. Right? And, and so this lady, over and over, with many different doctors, she's getting no hope. I can think, uh, and I, I guess... Uh, I, this would be true of guys and gals here, but I, I, would, I would think if I had to take my wife for 12 years for the same issue to many, many different doctors and get no answer, that I'd be dealing with an emotional wreck. Time and time again, breakdowns emotionally, frustration. Can we put ourselves in her, in her situation? An expensive issue. It says she spent all of her living there was never enough money. It was constantly consuming her money, and the doctors had no answers, yet they were taking money. Talk about, talk about a bad feeling. Paying bills. <laughs> Paying a bill that didn't do anything for you. I mean, talk about discouraging right there. Hopeless. There was no progress. Only got worse. So she... She, there was no even light at the end of the tunnel. It only got worse. So there's a lot packed in there. This was a real issue to her. Maybe not to the rest of the crowd, but to her it was a real issue. And I guess what I want us to just consider here tonight is the reality that, yes, the issues you and I are going through, they're real to us and they're real to our master. They're real to Jesus. And you might think, well, he's forgotten. He's not doing anything about it. It was 12 years before she got some solutions but they're real. They're real to him. And so I want us to know her in her mind, verse number 27, when she heard of Jesus. Notice that, when she heard of Jesus. And so this desperate situation that she was involved in, she heard maybe through a friend, maybe through a coworker, a neighbor. Maybe she heard it in the town news, in their TV station. I don't know, whatever they had. She heard somewhere that Jesus had been healing people. Can you imagine living on earth when Jesus was here, when he walked? Wouldn't that be so, so wonderful? She heard. She heard about the fact that Jesus could do something for her. He had an answer. Jesus had an answer for her problem. He, she heard this. She, she had discovered this. Maybe it was a doctor that said, I can't do anything more for you. But I, I heard, this is a long shot, but I heard there's this man that's been walking about and he's been healing people. I think you ought to try to go see him. I don't know where she heard. But she developed belief in her heart that, that Jesus could do something for her. Remember, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus, Jesus did what? And she responded in, in faith. Jesus had the answer, and she's, she became convinced that he had the answer to her situation. I'm not going to go make a big scene. I'm going to go find him. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment so that I can be healed. That's a lot of faith. That's a lot of faith. You're going to look pretty foolish if it doesn't work out. You're going to be embarrassed. What, what happens if someone sees me and asks me what, what I'm doing? 
There's a lot of faith that was going on, but she had become convinced based on hearing, based on hearing about Jesus, she had become convinced that he had the answer. Reality is, we have the revelation of the word of God that from, if you just take the book of John, over and over the miracles, uh, starting with the, the, the turning the water to wine at, at the wedding of Cana, over and over the miracles that he performed, the, the miracles of healing, the miracles of casting out devils, all these miracles, they confirm to us, we hear them, they confirm to us, Jesus has the answer to every problem we have. And she began to believe that. If I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Notice when she does, what is the word that Mark uses for how fast this happened? Can you look there? Straightway. Mark, one of Mark's favorite words. Mark is a, the gospel of action. And so over and over you hear Mark using this word straightway. All right, it happened immediately. Isn't that a beautiful picture? How long did it take Jesus to save you when you asked him? Straightway. How many times throughout the Gospels do you find it when he healed somebody and, and it says, and immediately? What about when they're in the boat, in the storm? Jesus gets in the boat and immediately they're to the other side. Straightway. Like immediately. God does things immediately. Immediately she was made whole. And the Bible says, those that come to Jesus in faith, they'll not be ashamed. It says that in matters of our salvation. Uh, Romans 10 and verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Friend, anytime you and I exercise faith in our Jesus, in our Savior, we'll not be ashamed will not get egg on our face. We'll not have to go eat a crow sandwich. So what happened? If I believe God for this, uh, you know, uh, what am I going to say if it doesn't happen? From we need to abandon all doubt and we need to cast ourselves in faith upon him for whatever that we need. The Bible uh, says that we'll not be ashamed and I'm grateful for that. Jesus has the answer to all of our problems. This problem this lady had, her issue, her, the real physical issue he has the answer to our greatest problems too the problem of our sin if he has the answer to that problem there's no problem too great for him there's no problem too great for him every one of us the bible says every one of us is a sinner every one of us there's none righteous no not one he has the answer to that problem he says come come to me call upon my name i will save you what a great God that we have. And he says, express faith in me. I will save you. You'll not be ashamed. I'm the same Lord for the Gentiles and the Jew. I'm, I'm the same Lord overall. I'm rich in mercy to everyone. Just come and ask. What great faith. He has the answer to our daily pressures too. 1 Peter 5, 7, if you know it, say it with me. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. All of your care the big ones and the little ones, all of them. These are real issues to us. May not be to one another, but it's to me. It's a real issue. He says, come give it to me. Come give it to me. Psalm 88 and verse 1. O Lord, 
God of my salvation, I've cried day and night before thee. Have you ever had a, a moment like that where you cried out to the Lord day and night? Where it just consumed you even in the night hours? Let my prayer come before thee, incline thine ears unto my cry, for my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength. And the psalmist is pouring out his heart. Here it is, Lord. You know, God says, when you come to me like that, you pour out, you believe on me, you trust in me, you, you pray to me. Remember, prayer is a declaration of dependence. When we cry out to the Lord in that way, he says, you'll not be ashamed. I'll hear you. I'll hear you. What a good God we serve. And so Jesus had the answer to every one of her problems. She comes and touches in straightway, straightway. But she can't get away from this. Jesus stops in his tracks. And again, this shows us the, the goodness, the bigness of our, our God. He's interested in her. By the way, Jesus and Christianity has always elevated women. Just notice here, he takes time. He's on his way to, to serve a man who has a daughter who's sick. He takes time for this woman, who we don't even know her name, but he takes time for this certain woman. And so all the talk in our world today of you know, the, the differences and, 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 and so on, Jesus always has elevated uh, women. Uh, it's always there's been no division in how he cares and loves and cares for them. And so he stops in this moment. Look at verse number 30. Jesus immediately knowing himself in himself that virtue had gone out. He turned, and it says in verse number thir uh, 33, 32, he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. He's looking for her. Where is she? This specific lady, he knew she had touched him. She already knew what had happened. And what was about ready to happen in this moment was not for Jesus' sake, but for her sake. And Jesus expected a public confession of what had just happened. Not to embarrass her, but anytime we place faith in Jesus Christ, he doesn't want us just to walk away and be like, well, I got, got what I came for, I'll walk away quietly. No, he expects a public confession. He expects us to not be ashamed of what he has done for us. So he looks and finds her. The disciples think he's a little bit crazy because, well, certainly you're being bumped, right? But he looks and finds her, and, and notice what it says in verse number 33. And she came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. She's nervous. She's been through a lot. She's emotionally um, struggling, but, and so she's nervous. But she falls down, and she just spills it all. Here's what you did. Here's why I came. Here's what you did. I'm healed. I realize this. Thank you. Jesus called on her to give public confession to declare what had happened. And I just notice here that Jesus did not want her to be ashamed of what it, on the transaction that had happened that day based on her faith. He did not want her to be ashamed. There was no need to be ashamed. Praise God. God healed her. Her sickness is now gone. Give glory to God publicly in the midst of that throng. There's no more reason to, 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 to be afraid to be out in public and to, and to fellowship and to be around people. No more reason. Jesus has healed you. You can give glory to his name right there in the midst of that and that group. No, notice there it says that she told him all the truth. She shared it all. She publicly confessed it all. 
And I just realized the Bible says to us, Luke 12 and verse number 8, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. God calls us in our salvation to make sure that we're not ashamed of him. But do you know, when God does a work in our heart, we ought not be ashamed of what he's doing in our heart. When we express faith in him and he gives us deliverance over a besetting sin, we ought not be ashamed of, of giving praise to him. God, help me to take a step of growth. We ought not be ashamed. Again, we, we say this often, we don't, we're not about airing dirty laundry, but at the same time, we can give praise. God gave me victory, and I praise his holy name, right? Openly confess. What does that do? It not only gives him glory, it expresses our gratitude, but it also helps others to see. Jesus can do great things. And if Jesus did that for her, what could he do for me? At some point, at some point, she heard at what Jesus had done for others, and it was what encouraged and inspired her faith, built her faith to come and find Jesus and touch his garment. Think about your story and your open confession of what Jesus is doing, is doing, not has done, we should share those stories, but is doing in your life. A present story, a present God thing in your life. Think about how that will inspire other people. Your family, your church family, your children, your coworkers. We ought not be ashamed. Luke 9 and verse 26, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he shall come in his own glory and his Father and his fathers and of his holy angels. He's saying, there's, there's, a, there's a point where I become ashamed of those that are ashamed of me. We don't want that. We do not want Jesus to be ashamed of us. So we witness, we openly confess, this is what Jesus is doing in my life. Praise the Lord. He's, he's doing a work right now. Anytime the Lord convicts us of something, and we, we respond with, I will change. I'm going to do my best to change. I need your spirit's help. That's something that God's doing in our hearts. He's changing us into his own image. That, that's miraculous stuff there. We don't do that naturally. We give praise to him. But notice verse number 34, our faith will be rewarded. Every time. He said that in uh, Hebrews eleven six. Uh, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Jesus connects her wholeness with her faith. Your salvation, the reason you're saved today is because of faith. The reason you have victory over sin is because of faith. The reason you have the armor of God and you, you stood against temptation today is because of faith. All because of faith. And there's a reward to those who place faith in him. There's a reward to you. When you get up tomorrow morning and say, by faith, I'm going to go into this day. I'm going to seek to do the will of God. And when you go into that situation, you're aware of someone's eternal need and you begin to witness and share your faith with them. And, and inside, there's a sense of, I just did what my father wanted me to do. There's a sense of accomplishment. It was your faith. There's, there's a reward for your faith. All throughout our lives, there's a reward for our faith. And I'm grateful for that. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. None of them, Psalm 34 says. None that trust in him will be desolate. There's no, there's no desert wasteland in the life of those that trust in him. So faith is always rewarded. So what is your issue? Her issue was a plague, an issue of blood. 
What is your issue? It was real to her. It had been going on for a long time. What is your issue that you ought to call out to God with or step out to God with and say, I need you? And then that issue, upon the healing, upon the reward, you ought to be able to say, thank Jesus he did something in my life and I can point to it. This is something he did, all glory to him, and I give him praise for it. Your public confession is not only your worship, but it's also your witness. It's your worship back to him, thank you, Lord, but it's also your witness to others. This is what Jesus is currently doing. There is something very beautiful in the lives of believers like us when we can share even with the world this is what Jesus is doing right now in my life. I place faith in him, and he's consistently coming through. He's consistently rewarding me, just like he said. We're not talking about necessarily physical benefits, though that, that is involved. But he does say, I'm a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. And so let's allow the Lord to strengthen our faith. But with faith, it is impossible to please him. Impossible. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so let's grow in faith. Lord, help our faith to grow. Let's pray that even tonight. Father, thank you for the story of this certain lady. I I can't wait to meet her when I get to heaven, Lord, and to be able to uh, talk to her about this moment. Lord, thank you for putting her story in Scripture. You didn't put her name. We don't know anything more about her, but that she that she honored you with faith. And I, Lord, want to grow in my faith, and I know that's the heart of these that have gathered here tonight. Help us to honor you, to please you with our faith. So, Lord, if there's, a, if there's an area, um, a particular struggle, that someone here needs to just place faith in you, I pray that you would help them, help them in growing in their faith. Uh, Lord, even as we reflect on this story tonight, we'll thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To learn more about Grace Baptist or how to have eternal life, visit gracekettering.org. And remember, you are always welcome at Grace Baptist Church.